Welcome, Nexus Church family online to our series we've entitled Win the Day. Now, this series is based off a very popular book by Mark Batterson by the same title. And really, it is our hope that we can use some of the tools he shared in his book on how you can live a victorious life. How do you get there? What does it mean? What does God have for you? It's my hope that over the course of these few weeks that we can examine that and help you to become all that God has for you. If you want more information about our church or would like to to come and visit us, you can go to nexuschurchmn.com and find all the information there. You can also Google search us, find us on Facebook at nexuschurchmn, and we would love to connect with you. Drop us a, a message, email us, and we will get back to you, and we will help you and encourage you as you walk with Jesus and connect to him and connect to others. Enjoy today's message. Welcome back, Nexus Church family, to another week in our series, Win the Day. Well, this week we are looking into a a very similar topic as to what we talked about last week in obstacles, but this week we're turning the page a little bit and, and examining exactly how we conquer barriers that we face in life. The reality is, is every single person who is listening today has a barrier that they are dealing with. Whether it's a little tiny barrier that doesn't seem all that significant or it's one that is really keeping you back from becoming all that you had dreamed you would become. And so today I want to take a look at Colossians, the book of Colossians, a very small book, and it's one of Paul's writings that he gave to a group of people. And in this, he gives us a lot of details, but in this specific small little section that we're going to be reading from chapter 3, he lists off a a long list of how we are to live when we become followers of Christ. And for many people, they read this along with many other uh, lists that Paul writes or Jesus writes, and, and they get overwhelmed. And either they give up on following Jesus, or they make excuses, they they stop living according to what's God's best for them. So we're going to examine how at least us in our personal walk with Jesus, how we can overcome some of these barriers that we have that keep us from all that God has us for us in our life. So let's begin with Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. And he writes, so if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death what belongs to your earthly nature— 
sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, God's wrath is coming upon the disobedient, and you once walked in these things when you were living in them. But now put away all the following, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and filthy language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self. You are being renewed in knowledge according to the image of your creator. I love that last statement, right? <laughs> like you are becoming like Christ. When you put him as your savior, as the one who forgives you of all the bad things you've done and, and believe that he has made you right with God and will be with him forever in heaven. When you've done that, when you've made him the ruler of your life, you will be made in the image of him. It's a promise. However, we have a part in this, don't we? And Paul writes that in the preceding verses, which so easily can overwhelm us. I mean, who doesn't have a hard time getting angry or wanting something that somebody else has, right? We all struggle. We all struggle to, to follow this, this, this list. And so we have really this, this dilemma. Either we we obey them or we disregard them. And so often we look at these lists and we like, well, God, God wants to take all the fun away. Or God, God wants to beat us up and make us feel like garbage. But that's not God's intent. And when he writes these lists, he writes these lists because it is what is best for us. His intent is for our good. And he knows that if we follow these, this world would be a much better place. What if the world didn't have a bunch of greedy people that wanted what other people have? We wouldn't have people having things stolen, right? What if, what if we had a world where people didn't get angry with one another or chose not to get angry? Anger is a, a natural reaction, right? It's something that happens inside of us. But what we do with it, is where the issue lies. And what if this world was filled with people who would get angry but control their anger in a healthy way? We wouldn't have things like murder or people getting abused or mistreated or bad words said about. This world would be such a different place, and God knows that. And that's why he set these, these standards up. It was for our good. It was for all of humanity to have a blessed and full life. Look what, what Proverbs 28, verse 13 says. It says, people who conceal their sins will not prosper, right? It's a natural law that has been put in place. Now, for those of us who, who are followers of Jesus and believe in Him and, and believe the Bible is God's Word, we know that God created the world. So when God created the world, He set this, this natural order that if we follow these things, this is what will happen, right? And so when you sin, you will not prosper according to how God created this world. But 
if they, if I, if you confess and turn from them, if we stop sinning, as Colossians just said, if we stop that, we will receive mercy. We will have a blessed life. Now, James says the same thing in James chapter 1, verses 19 through 25, and I'll just read it for you, and you can listen and maybe read it for yourself later. James now, he's a half-brother to Jesus, and he got to experience a lot of these things firsthand, knows exactly how we are to live. And he says, my dear brothers and sisters, understand this, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Oh, glory. If only the world would get that today, right? If only social media would get that today, how different the world would be. I could flip open Facebook and not feel like crap the moment I open up the app and see what everybody is posting, even Christians. Imagine how different this world would be if we were slow to speak, quick to listen. For human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Therefore, ridding yourself of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent, humbly receive the implanted word which is able to save your soul. It's talking about the Bible, God's word. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Because if anyone is hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like someone looking at his own face in a mirror. For he looks at himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of person he was. But the one who looks intently into the perfect law of, get this, freedom. That right there tells you everything you need to know about what God's order is for. It's for our freedom. God writes these standards all throughout Scripture for our freedom. So that we can have life and life to the fullest. For our benefit. The one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres in it and is not forgetful here, but a doer who works, this person will be blessed in what he does. It's God's best for you. And so when we come to this book of Colossians, and Paul writes all these things that we must do, and we look at it, and we say, not, not something I can do. It's too much. And maybe God will forgive me anyway. Right? So we go on living life, and we forget what God's Word says, and we make that excuse that He'll forgive me anyway. It's too much. It's too hard. I'll just do what I want and ask for forgiveness later. That is not the kind of life that God has for you. And so today, I want to turn that corner and I want to help you intentionally work on what God has written for your benefit. I want you to, to flip that script and engage in God's best for you. I want that to happen. I want you to break these barriers that are holding you back. And what's beautiful about 
about this message today as we, as we turn that corner and we, we talk about three things that we can do in our life just to start the process, right? Just to get, get this rolling and, and discovering what God has for us to, to actually engage it as, as James said, not just be hearers but actually doers. How many Christians have spent their life listening and listening and listening and hearing messages after messages, reading books after books about how to live a full life and then they turn away and they act as if they never read it or never heard it. Today, we want you to engage. I want you to start that process. And I want you to understand it can be done. It can be done. You can accomplish what God's word says. You can. You can. And today, the first step in doing that is to stop being a slave to your calendar and make your calendar a slave to you. What does that mean? Well, like, practically, in regards to what we're talking about today, discovering God's best for you, getting through those barriers so that you can actually live a life in line with what God's Word says. Not just look at it and throw it away and forget it. What does that mean? I know each of us has struggles. And I also know that each of us have struggles that, if we're honest, we're not attending to. We've just, like I said, put it on the shelf. We've let the things of, of the present push those things away. We'll worry about them someday. They're important, I know, but let's be honest. We're busy. For those of you with kids, you're probably running your kids all over the place. For those of you who have a business, you, 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 every hour of your day is spent, what do I do with this business? Right? We all have busy lives. And we allow our calendar to determine what we do. And I'm telling you today, you need to make that calendar slave to what's important to you. Don't believe the lie of the enemy that you have to do these other things. I know you have a job. I know you have kids. I know you have a spouse. Those are very, very, very important but if you want the best in those areas, you need to put God first and what he says first. You must prioritize him. Prioritize him. Mm. And so this week I challenge you. Here's something practical that you can do. At the end of each day, this week, write down what you did. What consumed your time? What does that tell you about your values? Be honest. Be honest. If you want to have the full life that God promises throughout the Bible, you must put him first. You must prioritize what God's word says. And when it says you not, must put out these evil things and focus on me and you don't do it, 
Friends, why should you expect anything less than the life you're living? If you're not living a full life, God has more for you. Prioritize what his word says and do it. Do it. And for other areas of your life, maybe there's areas that that you're facing that are a barrier in other areas. What do you need to prioritize there? Whether it's with school, with work, with a relationship. We all have areas we're struggling with. If you have other areas, you need to take a look at your schedule, write down what you're doing, kill the things that are sucking your time and not accomplishing what you know they should, and in place, put what you want to break through on. What is that barrier? Put that at the top in everyday focus on that for the next week, for the week after that, until you've broken through. Prioritize that stronghold. Prioritize it. Prioritize God and what his word says. Prioritize those areas in your life that you're struggling with that you want breakthrough on. If you don't focus on it, if you don't prioritize it, don't expect it to change. So make your calendar a slave to you. And then secondly, (laughs) it's going to be pretty basic, but you have to start, right? You have to start. Uh, Mark Batterson, uh, again, the, the, the gentleman whose book we are taking the series from, Win the Day, if you want a copy of it, just Google Win the Day, Mark Batterson, and I guarantee you're going to find the book. It's a fantastic book and gives you much more detail than what I can give you in a 30-minute message. But listen to what he says in regards to this. He says, don't let what you cannot control keep you from controlling what you can. You need to start with what you can. Don't make excuses. Don't say, I've tried this a million times. I get it. I have barriers in my life, just like everybody else, right? And I, be honest here, I have made excuses multiple times in my life. I've tried that before. I can't break through. And man, I'm so guilty of this, even still today. This is the way I was raised. I don't know any other way. I can't, I can't change my thinking. I've tried. And so you get into this mode of flight. I'm just running from it. Friends, we have to flip that and say, I'm not going to settle for this. I know God has something better. I'm going to fight. I'm going to start. I'm going to go forward. Stop letting the enemy lie to you and say, you can't win. You can, and you will. You can, and you will. Because here's the thing. When you start small and you start doing the one thing that you can do, that'll bring success. And what does success bring? It brings momentum. And I'm telling you, momentum is powerful. Momentum, when it gets built up and you keep building on it, that one little success can bring another little success. And pretty soon those successes get bigger and bigger and bigger, and you will find victory over your barrier. Start small. 
get those successes built up, find that momentum, and find that breakthrough, find that victory, find that win. But ultimately, for some of you today, you have to get basic. You have to get back to what I just alluded to, and that is you need to believe. You've lost belief. There are times in my life where I've lost belief that I can win in my barriers. Many times. My thinking, I've, I've shared this so many times with people, and, and I'm sure for some who've heard it before, it's, it's monotonous. But I struggle with negative thinking. I see the world as, as a constant battle that I have to fight, and I so often lose in. And so I, I get this, this little man mentality where I'm just going to fight and I'm not going to stop. And I know that, that everything is against me and, I, and I, if, I, if I don't give it everything I got, I'm going to lose everything. And this is constant battle of negativity, of, of, of loss, of fighting a battle that I just can't win. Friends, today, you need to believe again that you can win these barriers that you can live a life that God is calling you to. You can, and you will. But here's the catch. You're not going to do it on your own, right? You're not. You can start small. You can gain momentum. You can find those barriers, but ultimately... If you're fighting a battle against the enemy, especially in the spiritual world, when we're talking about following in line with God's word, our flesh, the world around us, the enemy, all these things are against you living a life where God will bless you. They don't want you to win. They don't want you to succeed. And so what you need to do is you need to turn to God. There's a story in the Bible that so beautifully gives this picture, right? It's, it's the story of the transition between Moses and his successor, Joshua. I love this part of the Bible because it's so graphic in, in how this plays out. We, we know the beautiful story of Moses. Moses had lived this crazy life, right, of of seeing his fellow man being, being mistreated and him coming to his side and, and rescuing him and murdering another guy and then going off and, and being banished from his people when he got caught and then coming back years later and freeing his, his fellow Israelites from slavery and all the miracles that were done in this, right? It was amazing. It was powerful. And he had a massive breakthrough. But then when they were in the wilderness, searching out the promised land, the land that God said was theirs for the taking, they went in and they saw it and they were freaked out by the people there. They were giants. The land was beautiful. It had everything they could want and more, but there was giants. 
And we from the outside look at it and say, you morons, like you just were freed from the strongest nation in all of the world. And you're freaking out over a couple of giants? Your God is so much bigger. But they disbelieved and they would not go in. And so the generation dies off except for Joshua and Caleb. And they remain. Moses, because of some of the sin he had, could not enter in as well. And so now you have two guys going in. And Joshua is the one to take over for Moses. And as he is about to go in to the promised land, listen to what God says to his people. In Joshua 3, 5, I love this. He said, purify yourselves, right? What did they need to do? They needed to purify themselves. What do we need to do? Live a life according to God's word. Do that. Live according to what I've established. You know what I've established? Do it. You've read it a million times. Just do it. Live a life that honors me. For tomorrow, the Lord will, the Lord will for you. For their case, the Lord will do great wonders among you. What are your great wonders? The barriers you're facing. God will come alongside you. You do what you can and trust God for the rest. He has the best intentions for you. He wants you to have a full life. He died ultimately so that you could live with him for all of eternity. He wants you to have fullness of life on earth. We can't necessarily control the world around us. We're not responsible for that. We are responsible for how we live. And we need to trust God to do what he can do. So today, may I remind you, we all have barriers. I have barriers that, man, I, I need to self-reflect on right now. You have barriers. Well, what do you need to do today? Maybe you need to, again, sit down and make your calendar a slave to you and, and determine what things are crowding out what you need to do, what you need to prioritize and put back in their rightful place. Maybe you need to start there. Uh, maybe you already know. You, you, you've not been uh, new to the game. You've been around the mountain a few times. You failed a few times. You know exactly what you need to do. You just need to get up and start. Stop looking at that mirror, as James said, and get going and attack. Go. But for some of you, you need to believe again. You need to trust God. You need to do what you can, but you need to believe that God will do what he promised. And when you prioritize what you need to do, when you go to him and you try your hardest, that he will meet you there and he will take you along the way and he will conquer what he can conquer and you can't. So Father, I pray for your people listening today. 
I ask that you will help them in whatever process they're on right now, wherever they're at in that, that journey, God, that you will come alongside them and you will give them the wisdom, the peace, the confidence that whatever barrier they're facing, whether it's in their spiritual life, their emotional life, their physical life, their relational life, God, wherever that is, that they're going to align themselves up with where you want them to be and you will give them the wisdom on how to conquer these barriers, God. You care. You care about the smallest barrier, God, and you will work with them because you love them. You died for them. And ultimately, you will spend all of eternity with them. That's how much you love them. And so go with your people now. Give them strength. Give them wisdom. Surround them with people that will encourage them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Nexus Church family, for joining us again. And we'll see you again real soon.